Do you ever wonder why you are on this earth? Do you find yourself trying to figure out who you are or who you're supposed to be? Looking at the world around us, you can find millions of things that you should and should not be and do to fit in. The purpose of truth and love is to look at what God says about who we are and why we're here. To really dig deep and see his amazing love for us and the grace that he gives. And what better place to find these answers than in the amazing love letter from God that is the Bible. I'm really excited about going on this journey and I'm so thankful that you've chosen to come along with me. I have always thought the testimonies are such cool things. I love getting to hear people's stories about how God has worked in their lives. But my favorite thing about testimonies is they're all different. Even if people have a similar story, no two people have the exact same testimony. God uses such small, unique details to speak directly to each of our hearts, and that's just so amazing to me. John 4 is one of my absolute favorite stories in the Bible. It is the story of the woman at the well. This Samaritan woman came and met with Jesus and left changed, and through her testimony of saying, come see a man who told me all that I ever did, many people in her town believed. More people that heard her testimony then went to Jesus and believed through hearing his word. That's some powerful stuff. She ran into her town of people that she had been previously trying to hide from because she knew that Jesus was more important than her flaws and mistakes. I've been thinking for a while about what the best way to start this new podcast journey would be. And I decided that telling my complete testimony for the first time was a good way to go. So, here we go. (laughs) I've grown up in church for as long as I can remember. Both of my parents loved Jesus, and they always told me how loved I was by him. My lullaby when I was a baby and a little kid was actually how I loved Jesus. I can still remember my mom singing that to me as I fell asleep. At six years old, I asked Jesus to come into my heart, and I believed as much as I think a six-year-old can. Then, when I was ten, the children in our church went to camp on a college campus. I can still feel the racing of my heart when the band played Lord, I Need You. I realized right then and there how much I truly did need Jesus. The next day, I talked to our music minister who had gone on the trip with us. He talked me through really making this serious decision to give my life to Jesus. I was so excited. But as that, you know, camp high faded, so did my excitement. I found myself quickly falling into just reading my Bible to cross that off the list. For the next few years, as each camp high would come and go, God felt so far away in my daily life. I know now that he was there reaching out his hand, but I was moving in the total opposite direction. My life slightly began to change trajectory when I was 15. I had what I considered to be my first real boyfriend. I started to sneak around my parents and made some really poor decisions. The guilt and shame from these decisions still haunts me at times, and although I know for a fact that God's forgiven me, honestly, I'm just still wrestling with forgiving myself. And even through this, though, on the outside, I had my whole life together. I played church for a really long time and acted the part really well when my heart was honestly so far away from God. It only got worse in 2016 when my life was forever changed. While my youth group was at summer camp in South Carolina, my grandmother died. My grandmother was one of my best friends in the entire world. For as long as I can remember, we spent hours a day at her house with her and my grandfather. I knew that I could talk to her about anything and everything, and she would always tell me how proud she was of me and how she knew God was going to do something big with my life. I knew she was sick before I left for camp. I told her I would stay home, but she told me to go, and with one last smile, she said, and you can tell me all about your trip when you get home. I never got to say goodbye, and I think that's what broke me the most. I'm typically not an angry person, but I was so mad at God. How could he take away my grandmother while I was gone? And not just gone anywhere, but I was at camp, praising him. I went from angry to numb, and soon I just stopped feeling everything. 
I got back together with the previously mentioned boyfriend and made some even worse decisions. I honestly hate the person I was back then. I was cold and bitter, and I don't know how the people I love stayed in my life. I tried to push everyone away, but the amazing people that loved me continued to love me. Then, in the summer of 2017, I got to go to a Christian camp type of thing, and God began to break through the walls that I had built around my heart. I opened up about all the mistakes I had made and all the hurt I had been hiding. The friendships I made that summer are some that I know will last forever. Even after opening up to the people there, I still couldn't face my mom with all the things I had been hiding. I couldn't stand the idea of her being disappointed or upset, so I continued to bury it, and it went unresolved even longer. Flash forward a little, and I went to Passion Conference for the first time during Christmas break of my senior year. Matt Chandler spoke about John 4 and the woman at the well. He talked about how she showed her scars, and that led people back to Jesus. His message broke me down. I cried on my mom's shoulder for a long time. We had some deep conversations later because of that, and I told her mostly everything that had happened. Instead of judging me like I had thought, or being disappointed, she wrapped me in her arms and reminded me how much she loves me. It was such a grace-filled moment, and I'm so thankful for that moment and for her. This past summer, I got the chance to go back to the Christian retreat place that I had mentioned earlier. There I made even more lifelong friendships, and here's where I opened up about something that honestly I never thought I would open up about to anyone. A sweet, sweet friend of mine opened up about her porn addiction, and that led me to have the courage to do the same. I finally came clean about this thing that I had kept hidden for so long. After the not-so-great choices I had made with my boyfriend while I was numb to everything, I had fallen into the trap of pornography. Satan quickly convinced me that it was only an issue for guys, so I couldn't be honest about it. I would love to tell you that this is something that I no longer struggle with, but like any pet sim, it's a reoccurring struggle. I can tell you, though, that once I opened up about it and really let God begin to work in my whole heart, even, you know, that little dark corner I wanted to keep hidden, it's become so much easier to handle. When I feel tempted, I talk to God, and I no longer feel this fear that He's disappointed in me or that I've messed up things too badly. Throughout my life, God has kind of continually had to show me, time and time again, that He's so much bigger than this box I try to put Him in. I get anxious and afraid when I take my eyes off of Him and try to do things on my own, but... He just keeps showing me that I wasn't meant to do all this stuff on my own. And even now, while I'm in college, I find myself getting so overwhelmed about everything, the big and the small stuff. But every time I take a step back and really breathe and ask God to give me peace and help me to understand what to do, He always provides a way. Another sweet friend of mine shared this with me last week, and I hope that it encourages you as much as it encouraged me. In Isaiah 43:19, God says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Just a side note, read Isaiah 43 when you get the chance. It's such encouragement. But for real, think about it. Ways in the wilderness. Rivers in the desert. These things seem insurmountable and impossible if you try to do them yourself. But that's God. He does these impossible things. You can be in the hardest of situations where there seems to be no way out. Or you can be trapped in the prison cell of your own sin and mistakes and God opens the door. God makes the way. He is the God of the impossible. So rest today in knowing that God fully knows you and yet He still fully loves you. And no matter how hard or impossible your situation may be right now, God can and will make a way. Trust Him to do it and He will. It's the craziest thing.
next week we will really start digging into our identity in Jesus and how it sets us apart from the world around us. That's really my goal for this whole thing is to look in the Bible and to see who God says we are and who God says that we're who God says we're meant to be and who he's creating us to be. I think it's really important that we look at that because looking at the world around us there's so much stuff and social media and all these other things that tell us who we're supposed to be and it's all just wrong. The Bible is the best place for us to find our identity because that's what Jesus has given us. And it's his heart on paper. And I'm really excited about doing this and this whole experience. And it's just as much for me as it is for anyone who's listening to this. I just really felt in my heart that doing this myself was really good but being able to share it with other people was even better and (laughs) I'm kind of shy and antisocial at times so this was one of the best ways to do it for me um but thank you for listening and thank you for coming on this journey of discovering identity in Christ because I really don't think that I could just do it on my own so thank you I'm thankful for you and just Have a great week.